shifted back to uh, having church than not having church. I mean, we've never not had church. Uh, you know, somebody asked me what I was doing while that didn't have Facebook or didn't watch online and didn't realize we'd continue to preach and stand on the word or, you know, preach the word and share the word and, and we're active doing a lot of things. You know, uh, they were not sure uh, what we were doing. And so uh, I said, well, we, we never really shut down, but, uh, but we did have to shut down for a little while, but you know what? I'm praising God that even though, you know, there's been a resurgence and all this stuff and, and, and depending on the people and, and, uh, but, but we're going to continue to, to show up and, and be faithful to God. You know, I remember back when, when I first started this church, and I've done this before in other churches that we've revived and, and, and are, uh, brought back to life, is that, and, and I've taught this to my Sunday school teachers and the children's workers and youth ministry. It doesn't matter if you've got three people show up, men's ministry, same thing. It's fun when you've got a full crowd. I mean, and there's tons of people. It's awesome. But will you be faithful when there's only a few? See, God says, if you're, if you're faithful in little, I'll make you ruler over much. And so being faithful in little is, is what's, it, the consistency is what's important. You hang to the Word of God. You know, this last, uh, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll begin there, uh, verse 10. And, and I'm, I'm going to teach again on stand your ground. I went off on to uh, a lot of stories last week and, and didn't get to a lot of my notes, and, uh, but uh, came, came to find out that it was exactly what uh, one guy needed, if not others. Obviously, there were others as well, but uh, got a call later that night and said, man, I, I needed that exactly what you shared. And so uh, I, I share, am sharing the word six days a week now. And, and so it, it, it sometimes they uh, overlap. And I have to try to think about what notes I did where. And sometimes I go back and watch a video so I can remember what I said at this place because I do, don't do the exact same thing. But the consistency is a, is a key to it. And I, wanna, I want us to read this, uh, store, this uh, 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 description from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, finally... Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, your, uh, stand or take a stand against the devil's schemes. Now, that picture, you can pause right there, but that picture that he just painted was of somebody in a defensive mode. There's only one of those that is an offensive. Now, you get to your feet shot, so that means you're standing. But he, he says, and we'll read it, but he says to stand your ground. But he paints a picture of a soldier, a Roman soldier. He uses that as the description because they were ruled by Rome at the time. The Jewish people understood, uh, and, 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 the, and the people of Ephesus, the people where this was originally written, but all the early church, they understood what this picture was. And it was that Roman soldier standing with his sword and his shield, but his full body armor to hold his ground and to protect him as in defense. Now, that doesn't mean we only set back in defense. There is some offense to this as well. But I want us to understand and know that when we gain an understanding of what God has provided, that we also have a devil that will come to steal, kill, and to destroy. And see, and this is what I was talking about this back in, oh, I don't know, three or four months ago. 
uh, before even COVID, I, I was saying, look, we got to continue to to put things in place to maintain what we have to the, so that God can continually, we got to continue to steward what we have, protect what we have, take care of what we have. So you can't allow things to get in disrepair. You can't allow things. You got to do the maintenance, do the things that holds the value of what you have. You know, you, you think about... Uh, your equipment or, or things that you have, uh, and, and you got to take care of them. You can think about your garden. We use the illustration of the pumpkin seed. You, you've got to do the things that care for that and protect that. Why? Because there's there's enemies that come to destroy it. And so we, we hold our ground and we maintain those things. You know, this last, uh, I don't know, the last week or 10 days we've had uh, just seemed like one thing after another hit us. I mean, I had the they they uh, diagnosed this uh, skin cancer uh, on my on my face, and then and then we also had a transmission go out on my my pickup, uh, my my good pickup. So I was driving the old the old uh, '96 Dodge with 220,000 miles that never leaves the 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 ranch. You know, I, it usually drives about four or five miles a, at a time, and usually sits almost always. And so I got to drive it with little to no air conditioner for for a few days while I went through that. But you know what? I didn't whine and cry and I didn't, you know, get frustrated and, and quit doing my morning Bible study and, and quit teaching the Word and quit standing on the Word because for now 35 years or real, real 34 years that since Sue and I began to uh, settle that this was the way we were going to live and this way we were going to walk, every day I get up and I put my armor on. Every day I get up and I, I do the things that I've done for those years and I didn't change when it was difficult. I didn't change when it was easy. I, 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 can, I can say this, there's times I lapse though. But if we're not, if we don't, if we lapse, but then we pull things back. See, I had uh, uh, literally a financial hit, a physical hit, and then, then we go, and uh, Sue and I go down to see her, uh, our, her, our son. Uh, all four of our kids are ours. Yes. Uh, uh, sometimes we claim one or the other, or we say you're acting like your mama, or or you're acting like you know. We tease, but our, we went down to see her son. She come back, and he calls us two days later and says, "I tested positive for COVID." We're like, "Oh, great." And so uh, uh, we we praying, what what do we do? What do we do? And so we go in, and she tests. And because uh, she works at a uh, for Grace Care with around a bunch of you know the the, her, the healthcare workers, she's a book. Uh, she runs the office. She's the office manager. But but she, you know those day, those caregivers come in and out of there. So we needed to know if if there was a potential of a problem. And so she tested positive. And I'm like, oh great. And I was headed down to go get this cut out. And I was like, well, I'm going to get this cut out. There's you know that ain't stop. That ain't changing. I'm getting this out of it. And so anyway, I said, don't even call me. She was going to get tested. I said, don't even call and Now, y'all think this is irresponsible, but y'all forgive me, okay? Uh, she said, go, go. Uh, uh, I said, don't even call me and give me the re results. I said, I don't want to know. And she's laughing at me because she knew I was going to have to know. Well, then, uh, so I went in and tested. Kenzie went in and tested. Her mom went in and tested. And we're all negative. So we all, we all test negative. So all these things hit us within about a five-day period. So you're asking yourself, okay, so how do you feel? What, do you, what did you do? Or were you afraid? Listen, we settled a long time ago that our decision was to stand and trust the Lord. You say, well, have you ever had trouble? Oh, yeah. 
You know, I, I sit, I've, ta- I've, I've shared about my, my grade Dodge pickup with 320,000 miles, how I used to just I pet that thing and bless it and speak good things over it. And, and God just kept me driving that truck because we couldn't afford anything else. This was 10, 15 years ago. And even when I was driving clear to Lawton in that thing every day, to, every weekend to preach in that church down there from up here. And, and sometimes it'd break down when I got there. It never left me on the side of the road, but I said every time there was a mechanic and money to fix it. And I didn't get into mully grubs and I didn't get down and, and gripe and moan and kick rocks. I just said, thank God he provides. Because that's what we settled we were going to do. Now, have I ever had a downtime? Oh, I'm not saying I haven't had a downtime before. I'm just saying that I don't remain there. You know, we determine that we're going to change how we're walking. We're, 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 we're determined if it's wrong. We're going to determine we're going to stay with the Word of God. See, he says, stand your ground. See, that means that once we get a hold of something that God has, has given us, we got to make a choice that we're going to do what God says do. I didn't say we are going to be perfect in it. I didn't say we weren't going to have momentary lapses. It means that when we get down for a moment that we pick ourselves back up. There'll be times where, where, where life is difficult, but we stand that ground. He, he goes on, he says, For your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against rulers and against authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that, you, so that uh, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. There he says it again, stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. So he says, you have a part to play in this. You know, see, uh, uh, some Christians, I'll hear people say, well, you know, it, it just, it's just all up to God. Okay, and, and my challenge to that is, okay, so what did he say to do right here? He said to stand your ground, do your part. See, he says that it's all in his power. It's all through his grace. It's all through his mercy. But my part to play is, is that I got to show up. I got to put the armor on. I got to stand, choose to stand my ground. See, because there's times uh, Dakota was sharing with me last week. He didn't want to come to church. I'm sure glad he's got a wonderful wife. And jerk slack out of him, tell him, get your rear end. Up. No, she didn't do that. She's too sweet for that. At least that's the way it appears, all right? You're just exactly, just always too sweet for that. See, but, see, but uh, that's what we need is somebody that comes alongside us sometimes. I, I've told the story, but I mean, there was one time when, I mean, Sue was going through a battle, you know, postpartum depression kind of thing. I mean, it was, it, it wasn't just a, sad day or two. I mean, it was, it was a tough time. This is probably, well, it had been after our third son, no, third kid, which is our son. And uh, uh, so 1999 or so. And, and I mean, it, it was dark. And then, then that deal tried to come back after our, our fourth one, which was five years later. Hadn't had an issue, hadn't had a, a problem. But we got through that first time through prayer, through seeking God, through taking His Word, through battling together. See, because here's the thing. When we join our, ourselves together in a fight, then, then that's, that's what we do is we hold our ground. And so uh, it, during that time, when that came back, we had, we, we had to again take up arms. We had to put on the armor. We had to stand our ground. And we had to choose to say, no, I, I'm not going to let my feelings and my flesh 
and my emotions rule me. Now listen, uh, sometimes uh, that is a difficult thing, but that's, what we, that's part of what we have to do. And so it's a valuable thing. We understand where our, where our battle is. I want you to look at, uh, look, look at uh, Romans 8. We may come back here, so you might throw a tab or something in there. But Romans chapter 8, verse 37. I want to I read this because uh, uh, this is a, a good illustration because we're painting a picture of what we have as ours. He says in verse 37 of Romans chapter 8, he says, and Romans chapter 8 is so good, we're going to just stay with this verse because we could read and spend a lot of time writing all the verses around this. But he says, no. It just, just, I circled that in my Bible. No. There's times when we need to, we need a no. There's times we got to say no to the devil. No to our emotions. No to our fears. No, no, you're not ruling me. Okay, he says, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So, so one of the things, how do we stand our ground? How do we defeat the devil? First of all, we got to know where our strength comes from. And this is the first part of that is he says, notice what he says, we're more than conquerors, but he identifies through. See, our own strength, this is what we got to realize. And, and this is why we have a part to play in this. We're powerless without him. But all he asks us to do is to give him lordship over our life. I was, I was uh, visiting with a, a young man, and I, uh, well, young, he's 40-something, he's but he's, he's younger than me. All right. So, uh, I, uh, but I was, he's dealing with some, some, some emotional, some, some issues. And it's not anybody that goes to this church. And, and so anyway, he called me, and, and we're going to meet together eventually. But he's, he's, you know, facing some stuff. And so one of the things that I told him, I said, listen, I said, he's, he's saved. He understands about uh, do. If I'm going to counsel you and spend time with you is get in the word, listen. He said, well, you know, I just get busy and I got a lot. Of, he's, he's, he's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot going on. But I told him, I said, here's the one thing about I, that I learned is when I sow the seed of my time, no matter how busy I am, when I give God my time, He will multiply that back to me. He didn't give me more hours in a day. He just all of a sudden makes things efficient, that makes things fall into place, makes things happen so much easier. I remember, you know, we, we were working, uh, I'd be, you know, working, trying to run the ranch and help, help to run the ranch, help run the daily operations of things and make sure everything got, got done. And, and when I started, surrendered my life to the Lord and started in ministry, there was about two years before I ever went into ministry that I was, that I was doing that. And uh, so, I mean, I was burning the candle at both ends. I, I didn't care. I loved it. I mean, I was working 13, 14, 15 hours a day, sometimes longer if there was hay or we're planting or, or whatever, and, and didn't matter. But when I started preaching, I would do a Bible study on Wednesday night in my home for 10 or 10 or so people, 6, 8, 10, 12 people, not, not many, but didn't matter. I, I treated it like it was 100. And, uh, and then I would preach on Sunday mornings. And I would literally, uh, Sue would have my clothes, and we had a, a mud room in the back of the utility room where I could take a shower and had a bathroom back there. And so there'd already be people at my house when I'd show up on Wednesday nights. And I would uh, come in, shower, walk in there, but I would work right up to that time because uh, the, the, I, I didn't have control over my schedule. I had to answer to somebody who wouldn't give me time. 
And so I said, God, I'm, I'm going to do this. And so it didn't matter if I got up at 4.30 in the morning or, if I, or, or how it worked. If I, if I studied until midnight, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning and got up at 5 and worked all day, I was going to do this. And, and, and this is the, the consistency. And this is, you know, uh, a long time ago, but this was when, when, how this began. So that consistency, see what God showed me was when I gave of my time, then all of a sudden what used to take me 14 hours a day to do is all of a sudden now I'm getting done a whole lot more efficiently. And you know what I also found about it? Even if it took just as long, it wasn't draining. It wasn't work. It wasn't, it, I wasn't worn smooth out because all of a sudden God multiplied everything about that. It was easier to come up with solutions. It was easier to deal with the, with the problems, the breakdowns, the, 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 all of those other things. And so God blessed everything in there because I wasn't relying on my strength. I was relying on His. It says right there, uh, He says, through Him who loved us. Through Jesus, through the Lord, that's where that strength and that ability comes from. So the first thing we got to understand, if we're going to if we're going to stand our ground and defeat the enemy, is is we got to understand where that strength comes from. Uh, I love this verse uh, thirty eight. Uh, actually, uh, fits real well, and I didn't tell you to put it up. Okay, good. Uh, it, it, this this fits at that opening song that we did before we went online. For I ha I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me or separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, I tell you what, if I, if I know that, like that song said, my sin, my scars, my past, my failures, none of that stuff is going to separate me from God's love and if God loves me, He tells me right there in that verse ahead of that, that through Him, through that one who loved me, I'm more than a conqueror. He said, well, you know, I happen to know that this last week you had, you know, $6,000 worth of breakdowns in medical bills. How are you more than a conqueror? I didn't, I didn't wake, I didn't have one hour of worry. One hour of stress. Because we've built into our life a, a now there's times it I, I, there's times that it gets tough I'm not going to try to make it look like I don't ever have an issue but I didn't change see we make a choice to walk through him and, and, and this began when I was still on that farm working all those hours driving the tractor all those hours driving the tractor Kim was talking about he's got so many hours, certain amount of hours left to finish going over his ground this next time before it starts right, raining. You know, all those hours, see, but I, I love all those hours on the tractor was some of the most valuable time for me because I listened to teaching. I've been hauling around bales. If anybody gets bored, I got, I got, you know, I got, I need a bunch of hay hauled and, and trips in the pickup with, you know, bale trailer and, and all, uh, I, I got things for you to do. But uh, Jay, you got anything they could do if they're bored? Uh, you know, you probably, probably does too. Uh, Dakota, amen. Many y'all, any y'all got stuff? But here's the thing: during that time, I'm listening to the Word. I'm, I'm pulling stuff up on my phone. I'm, I'm listening to good teaching. Why? Because I have to offset all the drag of the world because my strength comes from Him. It gets easier the older you get, the longer you do it. 
But, but settling that and determining, God, I'm not changing. I'm going to hold fast to your word. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Well, let, let's, uh, let's stop off at John. Not that you're stopping off. That's the wrong direction. But go, go to John chapter 10. I just want you to see this verse real quickly. John chapter 10. If you ever wonder where things are coming from, if you ever, if you ever wonder... Who's, who's the one that's behind the, the evil and the things done? John 10.10 10 is a pretty good gauge. It says, John, uh, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, here's he, he, the, the King James says, have it abundantly. See, uh, this is a, a promise from God's Word. Now, listen, there may be times where you're thinking, wow, I didn't, I didn't plan for that. Wow, I, I, that's a surprise. That, that, that the devil comes, though, to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, one of the reasons I believe all these attacks or things have come against me and Sue and, 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 uh, is because God, God's doing more than He's ever done. Well, see, I either get discouraged. You know, it's kind of like I tell people, you know, you, you, you just get ahead and then the refrigerator breaks. You say, I just had this $500 or $300 saved in, or $500, whatever it would cost to buy a refrigerator. I hadn't bought one in a while. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right, okay. Obviously, I hadn't bought one in a long time. Right. I told you the story. I'd rather, if I need to, I'll buy a used one. I don't have to have a brand. I'm not spending $1,200, $2,500. Okay, now I'm getting closer. Like the one I really like to have with the new, you know, new fancy, all that jazz. That's all great. But if you need to, if you need to use a two hundred and fifty dollar one for the time being, or a hundred dollar one for the time being, by golly, you just have it and be blessed. Walk in there and break your ice trays. You don't need no automatic ice trays. Shoot, I hadn't had an ice. I hadn't had an ice maker that's worked in how many years? I don't know. A lot of years. My wife. We finally got one. I think that worked. It kind of works. It. It. Uh, but but the but the my point my point with that was I already forgot it. But all those things that come oh we got more going on in ministry than we've ever had before. There's there are more things God's speaking to me, leading me, preparing us for what God is going to do. See, we can be moved by the fact that the pews aren't as full as they were, and 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 back off, or we hire an associate. I mean. You know, I don't want to be foolish, but I want to be, I want to be bold to trust God, the same God that filled it before. See, here's the, here's the thing. I saw, God showed me, there's an area that we were being ineffective in. Let's fix it. That's, that's youth ministry. See, I'm, I'm disappointed. We, we lost one family partly because we didn't have youth ministry. Because they said we, that we, we need that, we need the, and they didn't even have kids that were quite there yet, but they could just, it appeared in the future, we weren't going to be there. Well, see, here's the thing. We want, to, we want to be as much as we can prepared to do all that God can do. But listen, the devil's not going to sit back and go, I guess I'll give up on them because, you know. No, he, he will resist you sometimes the greatest when you're about to do, embark on or do the most that God, that, that's ever happened. Some, but, but here's the thing that, that's so awesome about that is in those times of the greatest pressure, you know what I learned to do? When he tries to keep me awake, worrying, 
I just swing my feet out the bed and I get up and I start pacing the floor, quoting the Word, opening the Scripture, reading it, saying, okay, God, what do you say about this? See, that's how we take our stand. See, we can, we can halfway do this and we can play church or, or, and, and get beat by the devil and pretty soon he may give up on you because you're not, oh, this sounds like I'm meddling. Because you're not doing anything. Or you can do something great. And there again, that's not condemnation. But we got to ask ourselves sometimes, if the devil's not challenging us some, are we doing enough, daring to do enough, pushing that envelope enough? See, because the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy those that are trying to, to uh, shed light in dark places that are making a difference in the kingdom of God. Now, I believe you are. I believe we as a church are for the most part. And, and don't, I mean, I'm not saying that we ought to, you know, open, fling, fling open the door for the devil just to come and wreak havoc on our life. No, but he will once in a while until you beat him back. See, but what we got to ask ourselves, am I prepared? Am I, am I allowing this? And see, God builds on one thing after another preparing us, but we got to learn where our strength is. I started to tell a story, and I, and I, I, I forgot. Well, during that time in, on the tractor, I would spend hours and hours driving that tractor. And I'd, I'd you know, you, you'd be on that tractor, oh, the monotony of driving a tractor. Oh, I mean, I thank God I'm not driving a tractor all day. Although today with the auto steer and all this stuff, you can just play on your phone and, you know, I mean, the only time I had auto steer is I, I, when we plowed with the old furrow and you drove, you know, you had your tractor leaned into that furrow and you'd get to the end, end row and bam, you'd hit at the end of it, wake me up sometimes, you know. Uh, but, but, but when we had, when, when we were able to feed on the Word of God, you know, I finally got to where when I'd step off that tractor after 14 hours of driving that thing a day, and I'd hit the ground, off, we, had, we had a Steiger, a big four-wheel drive, and I'd jump down off that thing and pull the dust, and I'd just have, Spiritually, I just, you know, I mean, there wasn't anybody around, but I, I mean, I was like, man, I just ready to just take on the devil, you know, just like bring it on. And see, that was at a time we didn't have any, I mean, you know, financially, we, we, I mean, there was a lot of things that were a struggle, but we made a choice and a decision that we were gonna, gonna allow God to, to work in our lives. During those times of struggle was when we grew the most. Why do I tell stories about back there when we, when we had nothing? Was because during those times is when God did the most to grow us. Well, sit, li listen, the, the, they're not any different now. We still face things, but we face things differently and we, and we face things that allow us to grow. See, he says in uh, Ephesians, I, I started to send you over there. Ephesians chapter 1. Man, I love this. Ephesians is so good all the way through. I mean, man, my Ephesians I, it usually about falls out of my Bibles because there are just so many. I will about wear the pages out uh, going there and, and reading. The, th this in verse, let's look at verse 18. Uh, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Actually, let's back up to verse 17. See, and this is this is one of those this is one of those scriptures you ought to personalize. You, you make this a part of your prayer. If you want to grow in the things of God, this is a prayer scripture that I've used for years and years. I keep asking that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Oh man, I made that my prayer for years. 
If the Apostle Paul's praying that for the church at Ephesus, and this was written for the body of Christ, that means the Apostle Paul was speaking down through the corridors of time, and it's speaking into my life. And I believe that this is my word. And I say, Lord, I thank you. And I pray. And I agree with the Apostle Paul that, Lord God, I've got the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I always say it like this, that, Lord, I have wisdom and revelation beyond my years and experience. I'm getting some years and experience now. But when I started in ministry, I was trying to figure this out. And I was trying to preach to people who, who were older and, and, and seasoned and knew more word than me. And it was intimidating. And I remember first when I first started and, and was pastoring, you know, I'm, I'm trying to teach people that how to raise their kids and, and, and retire and do all these things when, when I didn't even have any yet or, or maybe just had one and it was little. And, and, and you know, there, there's a whole lot of things that I needed to know beyond my years Years and experience. Years and experience are valuable, but God can make up that difference. He'll lead you in ways and in times and in places of, of what you need to know. And, and you know what's awesome? When you have the wisdom of God working in your behalf, is sometimes the greatest wisdom that God has for you is who to call when you need an answer. You know, uh, 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 Monty, I, I hadn't had to use him lately, but he got to be where, you know, it was just like uh, I'd call him because uh, I was doing some, uh, some work that he could help me on. I, I call different ones of you for different things when I, when I need something. But see, sometimes I'm praying, God, who do, I, who do I tap into for this area of my life? See, God can get that wisdom to us in a lot of different ways. Sometimes He'll lead us to a scripture, a thing. I, I kidded him Tuesday night uh, at the Cowboy Church. I said, I said, I know for some of you, you'd never do this because you're so, you know, structured and organized and have to do everything. But I said, sometimes God will have me read the the uh, my devotion out of order. You know. Some of them just laughed because they were thinking, oh, no, we got to do this in order. I mean, it's July 26th, by golly. we got to read July 26th. We can't read July 25th or, or, or August 31st. <laughs> I was laughing. I said, man, the other day I just felt impressed to turn my devotion to July 25th, and this was like uh, a week ago. And, oh, man, I said it was the exact word I needed for that day. There's nothing wrong with reading it in order. But, by golly, if God says go somewhere else, see, the wisdom of God for that day was on July 25th devotion. It wasn't on that day for me. It would have spoke because it's God's Word, but I needed that specific word for now. See, he says this is how we get the strength we need to stand our ground or to maybe even understand what it is that we need to be doing and praying. He goes on there, he says... Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope, of by, uh, hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people. We're, we're the riches of His glorious inheritance. Man, isn't that awesome? Verse 19, and, and His incomparable great power for us who believe. That power, the same mighty strength that He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at the right hand of heavenly places. Man, I tell you what, He's painting a picture there. That ought to be a, a daily prayer, a daily, a, a daily feeding of the Word, of going over that Scripture on a regular basis so that you begin to fit you into that picture so that you see the 
same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling on the inside of me, if, if that's the case, then why would a transmission going out, a little, a, a little surgery on that's going to put a nice little pretty, I told people, I said, I went to, well, was at the bar and, and I got in a knife fight. I was laughing. Those of you that are online are like freaking out. What? No, I had a, that spot cut out. They cut a pretty big chunk and sewed it back up. Well, you know what? Praise God. I just said, whatever it takes, get that out. And then, but see, here's, here's the thing. If we gave ground for, God, for, for the devil to bring cancer spot once, let's stand our ground no more. That's the, that's the, the thing that we begin to believe for. That it, 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 uh, and stand our ground. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of me. See, that changes how you pray. changes how you approach God. It changes how you, how you uh, minister to people. It changes everything that you do because you know that you're not limited to just you. He'll begin to give you those things that provide you the wisdom, the revelation. What, now, what does it mean, revelation, back up there in verse 17? I, I need to emphasize this. The... the, the Truth of God's Word revealed. In other words, that, that our, our eyes be open, enlightened, to understand what is His hope in that Word. What is His calling in my life? What is His plan? What is His purpose? What has He given me? And so uh, that's all part of it. So first thing we got to do is we got to know where, his strength, where our strength comes from. And the other thing that we need to do, one of the other things that we need to do is we need to, we need to understand the devil's schemes and tactics. Remember over there in Ephesians 6, he said that, remember, that we, are, we need to understand and recognize the wiles or the tactics or the schemes, depending on what translation you're using, of the devil because he'll come against us. You know, I, I've been teaching on my morning Bible study um, uh, that I do on High Call. I, I've, been, I've been talking about the, the different ways that we receive healing, the different ways that, that God heals us, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, all those different areas. But the different types, if you look at and read, and I've been challenging people, what do you need as a seed? What promise do you need? What areas are you battling in? If it's anxiety and worry and fear, you don't need to be reading about uh, something that's, that's not feeding you that. You need to be reading about what does God say about those things. And so uh, feeding on the Word of God or recognizing what God uh, has provided to offset those areas and those challenges. Uh, he'll come in, uh, recognize the way that, he, that, that the enemy exploits our weaknesses and feeds on our fears and pushes all our buttons to distract us. You, you ever, you ever uh, uh, be, just have a great morning in prayer or, or great Bible study or leaving church, everything's good, and you get one phone call or, or one person getting your way that's slowing you down, or one person do something, and you immediately, your whole mood changes. I know that not, not be any of you. You're all perfect. You wouldn't do that. But, but what about, you know, you set, or you set your faith. You say, God, I'm not going to be angry today. I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to walk in love. And all of a sudden, something happens. See, the devil will come with his schemes, and he'll, he'll, he'll feed our fears. He'll, he'll uh, agitate us in some way. He'll push our buttons. He'll exploit our weaknesses. I mean, man, you know, uh, whatever, he knows what your weaknesses are, and whatever those are, he'll make sure you see something, hear something, 
uh, or, or have something that pulls on your areas of weakness. So we've got to learn to recognize those. We've we got to learn to then when we do that, look at Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to stay here in Ephesians. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse seven, 27. He says, uh, it says right there, and do not give the devil a foothold. I, I, that that uh, get, the, the King James says, give no place to the devil. No place. I like that, give him no foothold. You know, I just had this picture. You ever been, you know, you ever been climbing, trying to climb up uh, something? We, we had, we grew up, uh, our ranch was right there on the borders of, of Romano's. In fact, Romano's used to be part of our ranch. And so we had some of those big uh, red, uh, like Gloss Mountain type uh, red hills. And, and we had this one, we call it red, the, the Red Hill. Uh, we're real original, but uh, uh, the Red Hill uh, on our place down there. And so we would go down, and, that, and the challenge always was to be able to climb this thing. Now, it, it, and it was this way, and it's still this way, and, and, uh, but there's one little area of, of shale. It's got grass on top. It's a flat top knoll, but it's, it's got the old uh, red, those red veins where the water would wash down and, and, it, and then parts of it stay. Well, it's got this one area that you can run up, and it just gradually gets steeper and steeper and narrower and narrower. And, it, and it's tall. I mean, it's, it's high enough that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you don't want to really fall down it. But when you get up there at the top and you try to climb the last, it's about the last eight feet. And I can always remember us as boys, and, and we learned to tell all the boys that come stayed with me uh, when we was little kids, always bring your old clothes. Because anything, you get in that red dirt and that red mud, it stains everything. And so there'd always be somebody's, uh, you know, clothes. They go home and their mom would be disappointed because they got they ruined their good shirt. Well, you don't send the kid to Cronkites with the with the good clothes on. And so, uh, but we'd get up to the top of that, and it was it'd get really narrow and really steep, and you had to be really careful. And if you fell off, it was it was a a, a rocky, rough. I mean, skint up. Uh, fall to the bottom. You, it wasn't a straight fall. You, you'd slide down, but it was not fun, and you didn't want to end up down there. And so the fear of it, you know, some of the kids, they, they, would, they would chicken out. And of course, we'd harass them until they went ahead and tried it, and then laugh at them when they fell down, right? But a foothold was important. But you know what would happen sometimes? You'd get your foot, you'd get everything just right, and he'd crumble, and he'd fall, and you'd slip, and you'd grip, and with everything you had, you'd hold on to that. See, I, just, I, just, I had that thought. If the devil doesn't have a foothold, he can't climb to the top. He can't stay in, in, your, in your business. Don't give him a way to do that. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close uh, today, I think, with that. And I just want you to, to d decide and determine that you're going to stand your ground. I had several other scriptures that we could go to over in Hebrews, but... Uh, Talking about don't let your faith slip. I'll just refer to one of them, Hebrews 2.1. It talks about that. It talks about to hold fast. Hebrews just, man, Hebrews uh, 2.1, Hebrews 3.12 through 13, Hebrews 4.11. It says go to work, basically. Go to work holding fast your faith. You know, one of the things that we got to learn to do is we got to learn to stand our ground. Don't allow the devil to have areas of our life. Don't, don't let the fact that a challenge came knock you off of what you're believing for. Don't, don't let the, 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 uh, something, your prayer didn't seem to get answered, affect you. 
determined that I'm going to be consistent, determined I'm going to follow God, determined I'm going to trust you, trust the Lord. And I believe He'll be faithful to you. If you're watching online, uh, I, I just want you to know that, that we want to continue to stay and maintain that life of consistency here, and we want to be available to you for prayer if, if need be. But let but let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank and we praise you that, Lord, you are, are good. And, Father, we thank and praise you that, Lord, your word is forever settled in heaven. And your word has declared to us, has promised us that, Lord God, uh, we have life in Christ Jesus when we make Jesus Lord of our lives. Lord, if there's anybody who's watching, anybody who's out there, who's not certain about their relationship with the Lord and not ready to meet you because they've never made Jesus or they're not certain they've made Jesus Lord of their life. I pray, Father God, that you would just enable us to, to uh, pray with those individuals to help them uh, begin a walk with you that transforms their life. But in the beginning is that prayer that confesses Jesus as Lord, that says, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, that you're my my. Uh, that you died for my sin and that you were raised again to provide me a new life. And Lord, I, I repent of my sin and I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. I invite you to come into my life. But Lord, I want to begin today on uh, anew. I want to begin today to, to, to have uh, the relationship that I need with Jesus Christ. Father, I praise you and I thank you that you'll be with them in that prayer and that we'll be with them for follow-up with that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.